0: Well, hello and welcome to Monday afternoon, the beginning of a new week here on Columbo and Katie on 1019 one News Talk STL. I am Tony Columbo, my partner is Katie Fitzpatrick, and we are here to start another cold, crazy cold. week.
1: So cold. The <clears> ground, <throat> ground is so weird right now. I know that that's a crazy observation, but <laughs> I was taking out the trash this morning. Look, how, look at
0: this ground. It's The so- ground.
1: It was like okay, this could have just been my lawn, but because we had so much mud and wetness this weekend, and then it was so freezing this morning, my ground was like soggy Mm. in like a weird green mud mixture. It almost looked like baby poop. Mm -hmm. Like that was the ground Mm -hmm. this morning. And I was just like, yucko,
0: big yuck. It is yucko. We, you're exactly right. I, I, we had a we had um a new deck built by STL Fence Works. Mm-hmm. We had Sean in a, a few weeks ago, Sean Long from STL Fence Works in to talk about it and the the old deck that was literally that was literally crumbling of when we bought <coughs> our house was this big wood double decker two level just monstrosity. And we didn't need that much and we didn't want that much. So our deck is just a single level, nice deck, whatever. But so there's parts of the yard now that used to be covered by a deck that aren't anymore. Mm. And since we just had the deck replaced in the winter, in December, you know, of la- last month, I've not had a chance to like grow grass or yeah. do anything or fix that, you know, or, or lay down any kind of patio or do anything down there. So there's still just this like big, section of mud
1: yeah oh man that's so bad and
0: it's right at the bottom of the steps so the dog has to to get out to the backyard where there is grass the dog has to run through it I was out in the yard last night just doing some yard work because I I haven't been out there in so long and it was like that. I felt like it was like quicksand almost in some yes. spots. Yes, and it, you're right. It had the look and consistency of baby poop. It was just like
1: mush. And I was thinking whenever I was looking it's at not. The ground, it's not
0: even normal mud. it's no. just like some kind of weird, lighter colored like. And the grass is like crispy, <clears throat> like because it was cold. Right. So I just couldn't
1: figure it out. And I'm I'm thinking in my head, do I run upstairs and tell David something is going on? And then like like I just remembered, oh, there's winter. Mud. Yeah. There was mud all weekend long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been very wet. Yeah. We've had a lot of rain. So
1: wet. So
0: it's all soaked up and mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, nice and mushy. It is nice and mushy. That's a perfect way to describe this week. We got a nice and mushy week planned for you. We got a great show planned for you today as well. Today is the debut of The Rob Carter Show. Tonight, starting at eight o'clock and now going forward every night from eight to ten. So, right after Larry Connors USA, you'll have more live programming with The Rob Carter Show. Nobody has more live and local programming than we do here at News Talk STL. I mean, think about it. Now, starting at 530 in the morning with Mike Ferguson, and then all the way through 10 p.m., we are live and or local.
1: Incredible. It's, yeah. I have never been a part of a lineup that is that long live or local. I have never been part of a lineup like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: It's just one of those unique things. We're able to do things here at News Talk STL that we haven't been able to do anywhere else. You know, we don't have any corporate overlords. We can make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. We can make our own unique, you know, agreements and plans and all of this. And it just benefits us. It benefits the listeners. It benefits the information. It, it's just.
1: If you haven't heard Rob's show before, if you missed it on Sundays, too, he has got a very interesting story. A very yeah. interesting book background yeah. and then and then his political beliefs are very interesting Inf- as well. Yeah, which are influenced
0: it. by that background. Totally. You his, do not want to miss yeah, it. Yeah. His a lot of his a lot of his political beliefs and his beliefs on the issues have to do with his long history in business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it comes from a very it comes from a place of knowledge and a place of experience and impact. So Rob Carter will be with us uh, this afternoon, in a little more, a little less than an hour from now, just after three o'clock, Rob Carter will be joining with joining us. He's with us. Uh, he's going to be doing every Monday afternoon with us for at least a little while here as he he gets that show started. So, uh, we'll talk to him about the show tonight, but we'll also, of course, get into some of the issues both locally and nationally with Rob. We'll also talk to Virginia Kruder from the Daily Wire. She's going to join us at about two forty five this afternoon again. Uh, as always on Monday afternoon. So very much looking forward to that. Lots going on internationally, lots going on nationally, lots going on locally. Um, so where to start? Um, let's start with this drone attack. Mm-hmm. A drone from an Iran an Iran proxy evaded U.S. defenses because it was mistaken for a U.S. drone and it killed the most uh, service members since two th- since an attack in uh, 2021. A U.S. official confirmed That the drone from an Iranian Iranian proxy uh, killed three American service members and injured others got past the air defenses for Tower 22 because it was mistaken for a U.S. drone expected to return to the base at the same time. Reports say that the American drone and the attacking drone were, quote, in the vicinity of one another. U.S. military officials said that eight U.S. service members that were medically evacuated from Tower 22 in Jordan on Sunday were sent to the Baghdad Diplomatic Support Center for further medical support. Five of them were uh, assessed for mild TBIs and have since been returned to duty. Three of them will be sent to another medical military medical center in Germany for further treatment. And again, three US service members were killed. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said, "Quote, we are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not seeking a conflict with the regime in a military way. We are not we're not looking to escalate here. This attack over the weekend was escalatory, make no mistake about it, and it requires a response. Make no mistake about that." I will not get ahead of the president's decision-making, however. So, this is a big deal. Huge. Like, And this is something we've been very distracted here in in <clears throat> at St. Louis and Missouri specifically because of all of the very important and very impactful news that we've been discussing that's been happening with all the drama in Jeff City. And we're going to get into—there's there's information about that that we'll get into this afternoon as we go through the show as well. So there's been a lot to cover in the news and— what is, what has been happening? This escalation that John Kirby hinted at there is not something that just started over the weekend. This has been bubbling and, it, but it's been again, sort of, you know, we've had, we've been distracted by the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primary, and then what's been going on here in, in Missouri. And, you know, this is, but this, this escalation by, Iran has been happening over the last few months. It just hasn't really gotten the attention that it probably otherwise would have if there wasn't so many other things going on. So this mm-hmm. isn't like it's out of... My My point is it's not like this is out of nowhere.
1: Well, October 7th <clears throat> spurred basically everything that... I I would say spurred everything to the forefront in the Middle East. I think that when October 7th happened... And we had the terrorist attack that shook, I feel like, the United States as well as so many other places. We have seen things stirring and simmering and waiting, especially people in the Middle East, Houthis, Hamas, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, more More apparently, trying to organize.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And whether it's with each other, whether it is separately, both of these organizations... Our adversaries look at us as a weak spot right now. They look at us with a target on our back. And I have to say, I am no foreign policy expert. That is why we have people like Dakota Wood. I am no national defense expert. That is why we have Jim talent. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. It is not a time to be playing hard defense. It is a time to be playing hard offense. We yeah. have to be thinking offensively.
0: Yeah. And you make a great point that the world, particularly our enemies in the world, Right now are seeing how f- far they can push us.
1: Absolutely. They're,
0: they're, they're seeing how much they can get away with. And Joe Biden's got enough disasters on his hand, uh, his hands, all thanks to himself, all self induced. Um, and the last thing he wants is another war. So, and Iran knows that. So mm-hmm. they want to know how far they can push it without. Escalating to the point where Joe Biden actually declares war on Iran. So there, the, Hamas is is doing the same thing. Terrorists around the world are. You know how far, can, how much can we get away with with this administration right now?
2: And
1: I guess this is the. And they're getting away with a lot. They're getting away with a lot. And this. And I'm also happy. I'm not president because <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's not like I'm this war hawk. I don't, I would like, I would not like the United States to get into another war, but there are three United States military members, reserve yeah. members dead. Yep. They're dead now. And I hate to say this, how many have died under Biden's watch? How many, if the buck stops with Biden and if he is the person that's at the top of the food chain who is willing to take all the blame at, as he should, because mm-hmm. wh- he is to blame, what, how many more bodies? How many more injuries, how many more American lives have to be sacrificed, killed in order for us to have our ears and our eyes open and say, what do we do in an offensive manner? I should say offensive manner Mm -hmm. that allows us to to say no more.
0: And you know, a Biden supporter may say something like, "Oh well, you know, other presidents, Donald Trump, or other Republican presidents didn't have, you know, they they didn't they didn't they weren't they weren't up as against as much as Joe Biden was. They weren't, you know, the Iran wasn't wasn't pushing against us as much as they are uh, against him. Hamas and terrorists weren't, you know, they weren't attacking." Our allies or us, when you know they were so. Joe Biden has more to deal with. Well, Joe Biden has more to deal with because he emboldened those groups to allow that to happen. The reason other presidents like Trump and ones before uh, they had a much stronger position of of <laughs> strength and and had it, it and it was well, it was known across the the globe that. They weren't going to put up with this stuff. So it never gets started. So the reason it's the reason Joe Biden has more on his plate to deal with is because of the weakness that is projected, the opportunity that he he creates with that weakness for these groups to behave this way.
1: It's that it's total weakness. You're completely right, and it's weakness from his party allowing Hamas sympathizers to run amok. Mm,
0: that's
1: I mean, a great point. It's it's Joe Biden coming out and standing with Israel very strongly in the beginning, very yeah. strongly, and not backing down, and then. Little by little, incrementally, allowing these pro Hamas sympathizers, protesters, activists, quote unquote, allowing them to dictate policy. And what our what our yeah. uh, the head of our military should be doing and feeling in a time where people need someone strong? It's half of his party, half of his party, half of his party. Our commander in chief is allowing radicals absolute radicals to dictate what happens with our national security and foreign policy and it's not all at once like i said it's happened over time that he's allowing this to happen so if you're iran what do you, i mean why i hate to say it this way because we just lost three military members but wh- why wouldn't they look at this and say target on the back
2: mm-hmm. if
1: you're hamas why wouldn't you say target on the back we got you right where you want where we want you
0: I I agree. And it's something that we will be keeping an eye on and keeping you up to speed on uh, all week long as this develops. But again, John Kirby said today that uh, there will be a United States response. This cannot go um, without a without a reaction from the United States. So whatever that response is, we'll let you know as soon as it happens and we'll keep you up to speed on all of it. Um, As we go through the afternoon today, um, I want to talk about Joe Biden is backing down off of his crackdown on gas stoves. The pushback has worked. Thank God. He's dropping a whole bunch of those uh, 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 uh of those regulations that he was putting in place. Also, Nikki Haley after the weekend remo- remains unmoved amid growing calls for her to leave the 2024 presidential race and back down. Trump will give you an update on that. Also, I don't know if you saw over the weekend. Um, because we were a little busy this weekend. Just a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the interviews because there were a lot E Jean Carroll on her victory lap. I didn't,
1: I just read articles. I didn't see the, I did not watch the interviews.
0: I don't know. It's, I don't know how anybody would, I no, that's not true. I do know how many, how a lot of people react. A lot of people that have been victims of sexual assault and then have had that story play out and then gone to court and things like that and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a serious, somber, horrible situation that's just not the, that's just not the reflection on E. Jean Carroll as she does this victory lap and talks about how she can now buy her pets great uh, premium food and well, rem- Take care of her pit bull like oh, a princess. No,
1: oh no! Like you, we're, what? Remember before the interviews, she did a she she. <clears throat> I think whenever the accusations came out, or a little bit before, she did that interview where she was talking about how. A sexual assault, in some women's minds, is very sexy. Yeah. Like, it's something that's appealing to women. Yeah. And then she does this battle with Trump on this lawsuit. How that stood up in court, I don't know.
0: Well... We'll touch base. I want to get your reaction on some of the things that she said and did over the weekend. And, of course, we will get you up to speed on the latest coming from Jeff City and the continued divide and continued arguments. And now basically uh, read a story this afternoon that things are basically, from a legislative standpoint, basically at a standstill in Jeff City during our legislative session when we're supposed to be getting things done for the state of Missouri. There's nothing getting done because of this uh, argument, this division happening within the Republican Party. So we'll get you a full update on all of that as well. Lots to talk about as we go through a busy Monday afternoon here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 941
2: News Talk
0: STL. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewsTalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101994 One News Talk STL. I want to say a big thank you to everybody who did join us on a Saturday night out at Westport Playhouse. It was it was about it went about as well as I could have hoped. And I was I'm always nervous. I'm always
2: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I'm always nervous about those kind of things. You know, like are people going to show up? Is it are is it Are we going to do well? You know, like, are we going to sound good? Is it all going to work? You know, like, just it's always worried about all the things that can go wrong. And it went about as good as it could possibly have gone.
1: Incredible night. So much fun. Thank you to everybody that came out. Thank you to the staff that came out here at Newstalk STL. I just, I loved it. I had such a great time. I thought we kicked butt, dude. (laughs) I kept saying that. And, there, you know, that is like one of those, like you just said, There's a lot of nerve wracking moments, especially for like me and you, even though we talk every single day, Mm -hmm. that's out of our element to just be like performing with a band that is absolutely incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I said that to somebody. I said that to somebody on either Friday or Saturday before the show. I was like, I can, I can stand up and talk in front of a hundred thousand people and it doesn't bother me one bit. But if I start to sing.
1: It's nerve-wracking. It's, <laughs> it's real nerve-wracking. Extremely
0: nerve-wracking. It
1: was awesome though. The venue really cool. First <laughs> time at Westport Playhouse for me. Yeah. So yeah. cool. That
0: is it is a great venue. And they got so much going on up there. Everything from you know from from theater to music to comedy to speaking events. They've got that really cool like open mic deal where it's like Every oh. Monday, it's a not it's it's like you know open mic comedy. Mm-hmm. It's open mic whatever you want. Fine. So you can show up with a band, and you can jump up on stage and play because it's open mic. You know wow. you can play a couple songs, or you can go up and you can do comedy, or you can show up and put on a little one man play for ten minutes. You know whatever. Like it's open mic so stage cool. basically, which is so cool. So they do. They do a lot of really cool events, and I highly recommend that you check them out because I bet you there's something there for you, westportplay.com, and I'm sure we'll be working with Lenny and his team there. Uh, Lenny, of course, Lenny make the band, opened the show uh, on Saturday night. It was great. My mom told me after the show that she is now officially a Mark Close, Closest Quarters groupie. Oh, she's okay. And you know, she's going to be like a, the, a deadhead, like follow Mark's band. You know, and I st- love her. Instead of following them all over the country like the deadheads did, she's just going like that, follow them all over the metro area. Like, oh, Mark's playing in Belleville this weekend. Got to go to Belleville. Oh, they we're, were great. We're up in in Eola next weekend. Got to go. <laughs> She's got to go travel. travel the miles good to keep up her. with Mark. Low. Heck yeah, they were. A, a real, <laughs> they were awesome. Good band. They were awesome. Closest quarters was awesome, and uh, yeah, I thought we were not too shabby. Also, so
1: I, uh, you know what, I'm going to take a moment <clears throat> to brag. I think we killed it. I yeah. think we knocked it out of the park. I mean, who knows the next time, but this time, <laughs> we killed it. I do have to say that. There were some videos that I saw of just, like, Lenny killing it. Of course, Closest Quarters killing it. I haven't it. seen and, anything. Oh, yeah. I, people have been sending me videos because, you know, I had the WooHoo Girls there.
0: I had my girls. I my uh, posse yeah, there. Yeah, you did. I
1: had my posse I love there. It.
0: And they all took videos. And stuff I'd love and to and see if, like, anybody, if anybody has any videos or pictures. I have nothing from Saturday night. Please send them to me, at Tony Talk mm-hmm. on Twitter, because I'd love to see them. Yeah. Um, Send me pictures of everybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> I got pictures of you. Don't you worry. Yeah, because I'd love to see them. And again, a huge thank you. Just mentioned Weber Chevrolet. Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros can't thank those two organizations enough because without them, we're not able to do the show the way that we wanted to do it, which was to find an organization that we could support. We, went, we worked with Thrive St. Louis on this one. All the ticket proceeds from the show uh, have gone to Thrive St. Louis. So... Um, just can't thank Gutter Pros, Dave Sylvester, and his team at Gutter Pros, and of course, Skip Weber and the team at Weber Chevrolet enough for making that happen. So, great, great stuff. All right, back into it here. E. Jean Carroll, uh, was on a w- w- media whirlwind after getting her eight eighty three million dollar settlement last week, or whatever the can't number was. It 80, was eighty three or eighty five. Uh, 83.3, $83.3 million judgment she won in her defamation case. She said, uh, quote, uh, in various interviews, I'm not going to waste a cent of this. She told the New York Times that she was going to do something good with it. She added, I'm going to be able to buy some premium dog food now and provide some luxury for my pets. Okay. Mm -hmm. She talked about the elation and the power of this money and how she wants to spend it on something that will make Donald Trump mad.
1: Somebody at like
0: a million. She was all over the place, like in, in multiple interviews with newspapers and on television. And of course, you know, a lot of people were asking her, what are you gonna do with the money? And she said she wants to do something to make Donald Trump mad. And she just got the biggest smile on her face. She's talking about how she just like it, in the morning, she was talking about during one of the answers. I don't have this quote written down, but it was like this morning I was just sitting having my morning tea and I just started laughing. Like, I was so happy. I'm not going to say that that she was lying because her and God know if she's lying or not. Yeah, that's a good point. But I will say that it doesn't, nothing about her seems to me to be what victims typically are going through. As, and, yeah. and if she is lying and she's behaving this way, what a slap in the face to all the true victims out there.
1: Totally and think about think about this. Every person that has ever tried to get Donald Trump in a lawsuit mm-hmm. legally, mm-hmm. politically, whatever case it might be, there have been many, many people that have tried to get Donald Trump, and none of them have succeeded she has she has succeeded to some degree. yeah. and I Big think time. you know, and you're correct in saying, and we sh- should be careful about this. Who knows the truth? She and God know. but the victory lap is going to be so hyped up and heightened by organizations and by people politically that have fought tooth and nail to try to get Trump and haven't been successful. They're gonna parade her around like... She is the next yeah, big thing. They already are. someone got Trump.
0: So every one of her interviews, and I'd love to talk to a lawyer like Tim Jones or Susie Moore or somebody about this to see if, I, if I'm reading the, the body language right. All of these interviews, she's got her lawyer sitting next to her. Mm. And every time she starts talking and she starts going off on a tangent about how happy she is and how you know her like she's going to provide luxury for a pet her lawyer is looking at her like uh, like, sh- like you want to see, like see her kicking her under the yeah. like Not <laughs> because you know because there's an appeal coming and all of that they're not getting you know they haven't gotten anything yet she even admitted on one of the she even admitted on one of the television shows she said you know the at first we at first we talked about going for 24 million and I thought that number was crazy and we would never be able to get that and now we got 83 million like yeah. Oh boy. Katie's grabbing her face like no, Oh no. my gosh. Yeah. But it is it's
1: almost but like But yeah, like
0: what does that tell you? What does that tell you? There's
1: sensitivity happening because it just maybe gloating about the money, gloating about the process, the the weird happiness that comes from what she's going to be doing with the money. It just seems like we've seen victims of sexual assault before. We've seen victims of kidnapping. We've seen victims of Stockholm Syndrome. And they've been huge broadcasted victims. And every single time you see someone that has won a case, they are like, we're happy that it's done we're happy that it's over with. We can yeah. move on with our lives. And yeah. now that's what we're going to be they're doing. They're not throwing a party. It's not. Because they're still circus. recovering.
0: They're yeah. still. It's, it's a traumatic it's trauma. event.
1: It's trauma. There's PTSD. There's so many things involved. I, I feel like mentally. Again, I don't know what happened. We weren't in the courtroom. But th- what we talked about before the break The things that she has said before all of this came to light and the lawsuit came out, the interviews that she has given before where she has talked about fantasies, sexual assault, things of that nature, that is a very dangerous thing to be saying and then accusing someone of doing
0: those things. And for all of Donald Trump's uh, issues, which there are a lot, and a lot of his past that is that it in some cases are pretty gross i don't know about the level of of this this type of of sexual assault i'm not i don't know that there's anything that's truly in his past at this level but he's definitely done and said some gross things mm-hmm. he's also always in, like taken on if he's had somebody in their pa- in his past or known somebody in his past like Stormy Daniels or whatever like he acknowledges that there was something and then he'll just you know give his side of the story for him to say i have never met this woman that's not like donald trump like, normally he would like if he knew the person he would normally say like i knew them and here's what really happened so for her for him to say like i don't know who this person is man i forgot about stormy daniels
1: and sleazeball mcgillicuddy yeah. his name what is his name? Michael Avenatti. Avenatti. Remember, I forgot he was going to run for president? That was, that was the first Isn't case. he in jail? Is he in yes, jail or he went is, to jail for what? Something. But you just brought he up that name. He was going to run for
0: president. That was Talk about scumballs. Two
1: sleazeballs. Those were the other two. It was Simon and Garfunkel just trying to make their rounds. Yeah. Those were the yeah. two
0: OGs. And it didn't work. And it didn't work, but did, it worked for her.
1: Trying to get Trump yeah and again i don't know i don't know i wasn't there i wasn't in the courtroom i don't know but it just these cases the reaction after the victory that's what i do watch closely and i see okay kind of weird that you're talking about taking your dogs to pup land and buying them premium dog food
0: yeah yeah it's weird Uh, Joe Biden is backing off his gas stove crackdown after widespread pushback. The Biden administration finalized energy efficiency regulations targeting gas-powered Uh, Stovetops is part of a broader climate agenda, but backed off its more aggressive proposal it issued last year, which attracted substantial criticism. In particular, under the 2023 proposal, the DOE would have banned the future sales of gas stoves that consume more than 1,204,000 British thermal units, uh, BTUs per year. The finalized rules Monday ban the sale of stoves that consume more than 1,770, a substantial alteration. While last year's proposal would have impacted 50% of gas stove models that are currently on the market, the finalized regulations only impact 3%. So they did, they did move forward with some energy efficiency regulations when it comes to gas powered stoves. But it went from something that was gonna impact impact half the market to impacting three percent of the market. Wonder why shows you the yeah, how much of the pushback and how much of the exposing of that not only were these not only were these changes going to be invasive and difficult for the market and consumers and citizens to adjust to, at the end of the day, they weren't really doing anything to save the planet. They weren't really, most of these, almost all of these energy efficiency Mm -hmm. regulations, whether it be stovetops or air conditioners or microwaves or whatever it may, ceiling fans or whatever it may be. um, When they do the research, they find that the impact on the environment or the, the green energy savings is negligible. It's like nothing.
1: But, and Tim Jones did this for a speaker stump speech last year. I'm going to try to find that or I'll talk to Joey about trying to find it. His speaker stump speech was all about the battery use in these EV vehicles. Yeah, that too. And yeah. and it goes back to what you're just saying. It's all fine and dandy when you think about an electric vehicle. It sounds wonderful, and it sounds like we're saving the day, but then you look into how the battery and the work that it takes by slaves in the Congo to yeah. get the battery going,
0: and the and the and the damage it does to the earth, the, uh, and yes, the energy that's yes, used, and totally, the, and the problem it is in trying to get rid of those once they're done,
1: which kind of goes into this gas stove, yeah, all for of all sure. these other things. There are so many layers that happen before you can just say. Clean energy, this is great. Green energy, there are other factors that happen that are pretty damaging.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad you, you brought that up because in, in some cases where they have proved that their changes, cause I just said, I just said that the changes are, are negligible. And I'm sure there's somebody out there going, no, in this case, with this regulation, they say, blah, blah. Well, in almost every case, if they, if the savings, if there there either was hardly any savings done by the change made or it created another problem that was yeah. equally as bad. Yeah. So maybe sure you saved. Yeah. Maybe there's not as much, Um. you know, maybe there's there's not as much smoke going into the atmosphere, but now you're just burying really dangerous. Uh, chemicals in the ground, yeah. <laughs> like, like you just—you yeah. just changed the problem. Yeah, you you're not saving the, the earth in any way, mm-hmm. and that has just been the case with almost every single one of these regulations. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see that the pushback, at least to some extent, uh, worked because they were not able to get away with the the massive. The massive changes that they that they wanted to. Um, we are going to talk to Virginia Cruda from the Daily Wire here in just a couple of moments. want to get her thoughts on Nikki Haley being unmoved amid growing calls to leave the twenty twenty-four presidential race and to unite behind Donald Trump. She also has a uh, an article up right now, Virginia Does at DailyWire about John Fetterman. John Fetterman, we we're talking about um We're talking about the war in the Middle East earlier and the situation with Iran. John Fetterman, for all of his weirdness, he has been one of the only Democrats that have stood firmly behind Israel. Mm -hmm. And he's taken a lot of heat from the progressives in his party. And apparently he had some anti-Israel protesters show up at his home recently and Virginia has an article about that uh, right now at the Daily Wire. So I'm going to talk to her about that and more next on Columbo and Katie on 101.9 one News Talk STL. Can you me, whiskey, to... For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Got- Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101.9 one News Talk STL. As I mentioned, joining us now on the line, as she does every Monday at this time, is our friend Virginia Kruda from The Daily Wire. And, Virginia, I mentioned a bunch of things that I wanted to talk to you about, but then I remember that I buried the headline. Katie and I were just talking about it here at the break. You also have an article up about Ben Shapiro's rap debut. Yeah! The man sitting at number one, or at least for a period of time was at number one on, uh, on some of the hip hop download charts. Um uh, uh, pretty amazing. Um, I've heard it. I, I know Mike Ferguson played a little part of it this morning uh, on the show. And uh, yeah, Ben Shapiro, taking over the world of hip hop. pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he just did that to say that he did it. Like, it, 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 like, why not? I mean, he's done everything else, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it really has been really successful, correct?
2: Well, and what's really funny about it is that people are like, oh, they, they're just going to put him on there and they're going to use his likeness and he's right. not actually going to rap. And I'm like, have you ever heard Ben Shapiro
0: speak he kind of already does yes 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 he he already is he already speaks very quickly and and sort of yeah. rhythmically so yeah this is just him doing his show with a beat yeah. back, with a backing track
2: okay now now i'm kind of tempted to go back and see if we can get somebody with who's good with audio mixing to go in and put a beat on some of his yes. some of his monologues and see what happens there's no cussing in this right
0: Not the parts that I heard. Is there any? Is there? I don't remember Um, any bad words in the in there or or FCC uh, violations in there. I don't remember, and there definitely weren't
2: any in the part that Ben did. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I have like, a snippet. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, just have,
0: get the dump button ready. Okay. All yeah, well, right. Let's hear go. it. Keep your Come hands on the dump mercy. button. Yeah. Here we go. Let's hear it. I'm the
2: man who don't respect. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like this. my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whack. Dog, it's a Yamaka. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me. On
0: yeah. Is actually and I and this morning I got to give Stell credit. Stell goes, "Hey, bonus points for working Yamaka in there."
2: Totally, <laughs> totally. It's like, dog, it's a Yamaka, homie. No cap. It's Like, come on.
1: <laughs> and he's wearing facts. Don't care about your feelings as the honey.
2: That is well, so crazy. That's that's been his pinned tweet since right. 2016. Right. <clears throat> and and that's I, I mean it lines up with with what I've said before like you're feeling and and I didn't say it the same way I mean he says it in such that that perfect way I've always said like like look your feelings aren't going to change reality right you can you can have them all day long and they're not necessarily invalid but they're not going to alter reality <laughs>
0: That is right. I'm
2: sorry. They're just not. And you shouldn't expect them to alter perception for other people. That's the main problem that we have. This, this whole, and, and I realize you may have other things you want to talk about, but the oh, most this insidious is great. message, the most insidious message I think that our kids are getting, whether it's from school or from culture, pop culture, television, music, whatever, this idea that your truth is something that we need to talk about. Like your tr- no, there is the truth, and then there are varying perceptions on the same. Virginia, I have a question. So, when we talk
1: about Ben Shapiro hitting number one mm. in charts right yeah. now for mm-hmm. rapping, what do you think that that says about the younger audience? What do
2: you think that says about kids that yeah. really like accepting rap? it
0: and embracing yes. it? Yeah. Well,
2: here's the thing. I don't know if the people downloading Ben's song are young kids who typically listen to That's rap. That's a good point. But I, good think, point. I think that once it got on the charts, some of them were. Mm-hmm. I think that the charts, the chart, uh, like the meteoric rise, I think was driven by people who were fans of Ben Shapiro's and fans of Tom McDonald's. Yeah. However, once they got up there and they started racking up the downloads, there were some people who were like, wait a minute, what is this? Absolutely. Why is why why is this next to Cardi B? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like, why, yeah. Why? why and <laughs> like, it, I think it was Who, who you, is this dude stalking Megan Thee Yeah, and and I, I, apparently Nicki Minaj also gave him uh props. Uh, oh, yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for, for doing what he did. I, I want to mention, since we're talking about Ben Shapiro, we, we're going to talk to Rob Carter. He's going to join us in a few minutes just after three o'clock. And tonight is the beginning of a new lineup, uh, evening lineup here at News Talk SDL. Rob Carter will be right after. Uh, Larry Connors USA, which is 6 to 8. Rob Carr will be 8 to 10 starting now. And then Ben Shapiro's show is on right after that at 10 o'clock every night, followed by three hours of Joe Paggs. Um, so you can you can listen tonight. And you can put a little backing track behind Ben, and you can see if that <laughs> yeah, makes the <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. And you'll see that maybe his uh, his regular show is is already his his rap yeah. uh, his diss track already ready to go. Uh, talking about IOT, right? Yeah, exactly. Talking to Virginia Curtis from the Daily Wire, uh wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, John Fetterman. This is something that we haven't talked about on the show yet. Uh, we were talking uh, about yeah. Iran and we were talking about the Middle East a little bit earlier on. And, you know, a lot of us have had a lot of to say about John Fetterman. A lot of criticisms, a lot of well-deserved criticisms yeah, uh, sure. has been levied by myself and and many others um, against the Senator but to his credit, he is one of the few Democrats, especially one of the big outspoken, more progressive Democrats who you expect to be to say crazy, ridiculous things. He has been um, stood, stood hard and fast behind Israel throughout this entire war in the Middle East. And apparently some some protesters have shown up in his house. Can you tell us Can you fill us in on that story? Right.
2: There, there's video circulating now of, um, a, a bunch of pro-Palestinian protesters. And I mean, we can sugarcoat it, but let's call them pro-Hamas protesters because yeah, that's what they are. That's what they are. They showed up at Fetterman's home, um, in, in, uh, Braddock, Pennsylvania. And which, from what I understand, he lives in a converted car dealership. It's a wild building. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I don't know why that's important. It's just somebody mentioned. I don't it. know. It's, it's the guy from Pennsylvania. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. But so they're surrounding him, and the chant went like "Satterman, um, Satterman, you can't hide. You're supporting genocide." Mm. Because of course that's Clever. what they always do. Everything has to rhyme, and it always has to be sing song, and yeah. you know, otherwise, otherwise it's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so they're they're outside, and Fetterman responds to them in the way that he's responded typically to similar protests. He stands on the roof of his building, of of his house, um, just holding an Israeli flag. <laughs> That's it. He yeah. just stands there. Doesn't say anything to <laughs> him, Just holds the flag up, like screw you guys. Yeah. Um And so, and and here's here's what I would say. I I will say. Do are, are we appreciative of John Fetterman's stance on Israel? Yes. Are we appreciative of the fact that he seems to be sane when it comes to the border? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but keep in mind, that's two things he's been right on, and the average broken clock is only right twice a day, guys. You um, know what? I'm glad you said that. You, keep in you're mind... You're the one who brought up last you're week... the guy who will yeah. vote for no, restriction on, no restrictions on abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to vote for, you know, the woke stuff in education. He's going to vote for, he's going to vote with Democrats on a lot of this stuff.
0: Yeah. It's the same warning that you gave last week when we were talking about RFK Jr. and people that were saying like, oh, RFK Jr. would be great if on like the Trump team or something like that. And you were like, look, RFK Jr. can Mm -hmm. be commended for some of the, you know, his his stance on, you know, on uh, government overreach or something like that. But yeah, remember the other things.
2: You have to remember who they are. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, t- Tulsi Gabbard, we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that she's the one who quit her job at the DNC because she wanted to support Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton. Do yeah. I need to tell you which one of those people is more to the left?
0: <laughs> no, no, you're exactly or right. do you know? Yeah, you're <laughs> I mean, exactly right.
2: It's probably a toss up because Hillary has been <laughs> all the way to the left. Um, well because she thinks it's popular though Hillary's not I don't even know how much of what she says she actually believes I don't know
0: that she even knows what she believes anymore because she's so used to being a chameleon Uh, listen Virginia we gotta go I really appreciate your time as always but uh, speaking of speaking of RFK Jr. Uh, Virginia has an article out right now about RFK jr and him standing with uh, uh, Greg Abbott on uh border issues there in Texas yep. an article about Ben Shapiro an article about John Fetterman lots of great stuff there on the dailywire.com uh and of yep. course you can and check your stuff a out.
2: subscriber yeah. if you're a daily wire plus subscriber I also have a recap of the sunday shows that comes out every Monday morning so that you go, you guys don't have to watch them
0: oh that's awesome that's wonderful <laughs> yeah that's that 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 save yourself some uh time and uh uh, yelling at this, yeah <laughs> yelling at the television and just get the recap from Virginia Virginia Kruda from the Daily Wire thanks as always for your time my friend we'll talk to you next week absolutely alright great stuff there from I still Virginia
1: cannot Kruger. get over that With Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro I get over it I am like and you know <laughs> what the rapper that's actually in that Tom McDonald yeah He's been putting out his own music. He is not he has no, he's no labels. He has no labels, no management. He's part of the like no that. labels party? I think he might be the representative. <laughs> no. But he he's been doing it for a long time. So for him to be able to hit number 1 with Ben Shapiro's help, yeah, yeah. I think that's
0: incredible. Yeah. And apparently he just did it to do it. Like it wasn't like, you know, obviously Ben Shapiro's always got something to say. He's always got a message. Yes, but it, it wasn't like, "Oh, I'm I'm doing this because of this Big issue Or I'm teaming up with this He like was just like Let's just do this Let's
1: just do it Let's, Let's just do silly. this And hit
0: number one And yeah And I'm gonna wrap The word Yamaka And make it And make it work and he did. <laughs> uh, don't forget about our podcast. Quick reminder that we put out every show as a podcast shortly after we get off the air. And we put it on basically every podcast platform. So if you have a favorite podcast platform, make sure you subscribe to Columbo and Katie. So you never miss anything that happens here on the show. Big thank you to Virginia Kruda for joining us in that segment. And we are going to talk to Rob Carter, the brand new member of our weekly lineup here at News Talk STL. About Nikki Haley and about Jeff City and more next on Colombo and Katie.